Hello everyone and welcome back to Languages Week 2023. Just a reminder that this entire week is in collaboration between Radio Monash and the Monash School of Languages, Literature, Culture and Linguistics. Throughout the week, we will be sharing interviews from both the dedicated teaching staff and students from clubs and societies who will tell us a little bit more about studying a language and engaging in the culture. Alongside these interviews, we will be playing music from all around the world in different languages. So don't forget to check out Radio Monash's social media and website to find out more about when stuff is airing. But nonetheless, today I will be interviewing Hayden from the Monash Spanish and Latin American Club. Hello, how are you? Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. I'm Hayden. Uh, I'm the academic coordinator of the Spanish and Latin American Club, and I'm very happy to be here and talking with you today. <laughs> and do you want to give us a bit of a background on how you speak Spanish and why you speak? Like, how did you come to learn and speak Spanish? Yeah, I was very privileged because I had two incredible and still have two incredible grandparents. Uh, so they migrated from Chile in 1974. Mm. Uh, so my mum was born over there as well. And then... Uh, my grandparents did a lot of the raising me as a child, so <laughs> I got to speak uh, a lot of Spanish and I learned it all there. So, yeah, very lucky, very grateful and, yeah. Definitely. And what, like, have you loved, like, what opportunities has been able to uh, speak Spanish brought for you? Yes, it's so good. I mean, the first one is to have that communication with my grandparents, but also just meeting new people. I've met so many people and they're like, you can speak Spanish, that's so cool. And they can as well. So it's just fantastic. Like, it's really fun. Uh, you just make new connections and, and memories with people as well that way. It's just awesome. Do you feel like it's like a surprise, like a hidden talent? Like you'll just be sitting there and you'll hear someone speaking Spanish and you'll just respond and be like, haha, I can speak I, Spanish too. I love this so much. I was on a train the other day and I hear the, this couple speaking in Spanish, true story. And then I just turned around. And I was like, hola. <laughs> and they look at me funny, but I'm like, you know, that, you know, it's very, oh, I love it. Like I was on a, a train with my grandma as well when I was like yeah. five or something. Like I was really young. And there was, uh, we were speaking in Spanish actually. And then this lady turned around and she just smiled at us like, like she was just so happy to see Aww, she's us like, talking in Spanish. I'm happy to, happy, like they're happy to see you speaking Spanish. That's exactly. so sweet. It's That's so, so cute. It's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful to have this as well. Yeah. It's so lovely to hear that. Um, Cause would you say you're a heritage speaker of Spanish? I feel like that that's a word people, I don't know. I feel like that's a word I've heard um, with people who are like, well, I wasn't born in the country, but like my grandparents or parents taught it, um, that you've still had that connection to your own language, which is great. Cause I've known some people who unfortunately didn't have that, which kind of sucks. Yeah, I feel very strongly connected. One, because of my connection with my grandparents, like we're incredibly close. I love them yeah. like, at, for everything. But two, because like she, like they raised me a little bit, I was speaking Spanish when I was a baby. Like I was hearing it when I was a baby. So it's sort of like, I think in Spanish all the time. Like I'm, yeah. a, I'm a keen tennis player. And so I just think in Spanish all the time. So can reason. you easily switch? Like, are you like English brain one minute, Spanish brain this, the next? Or do you ever have like this weird hybrid merge where there's like Spanish words and like English words being chucked into one sentence in your brain? Honestly, there's a good split, but I also learned French in year 12. So the Spanish and French, they can get a bit confused, but English and Spanish, I think there's enough difference. But when you have those like European languages, like they're so close to each other. Yeah, they are. So it's, yeah. Well, I guess circling to the Spanish and Latin American club, yes. what do you guys get up to? What do you guys do over there? Yeah, I mean, our, we love uh, having different events. So at the start of the year, we had a, uh, a beautiful hike at the Thousand Steps, uh, surrounded, of course, by the beautiful nature. Uh, we've had picnics. Our really big like 
main event is our bar night. We love, yeah. uh, we went to, I don't remember which bar, but we went to this beautiful bar and uh, just listening to the Spanish like regaton sort of party sort of vibe. Um, and at the moment, uh, as we've done all of semester one, we're about to start our weekly Spanish language classes. Ooh, that's which exciting. I uh, teach. Ooh, so you're like, you're, you're, you're the head, you're the boss. I am, you're, you're the boss. Are you the boss of the language? <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> so if uh, I hope I'll see everyone there that's listening, but uh, you will see me. <laughs> So I guess what is, so can anybody with any Spanish level come along? Absolutely. We encourage everyone, if you don't even know what hola means, if you can speak much better than me, like I fluent, but not like native because I'm not from there, but like literally any person at all, we are, we welcome everyone uh, and you will meet a lot of people there. We have so many levels. We have a lot of members and like so many different levels. So yeah, we really encourage everyone. And yeah, even if you just want to meet new people or just learn a few words or really practice, like maybe you're a Spanish student and really practice and get better. Like we have all those opportunities there. That sounds great. And I love how inviting you guys are yes. because I feel like any sort of class or talk, especially when you're trying to practice a language can be so intimidating. That's so true. So I love how approachable you guys sound. Yeah. That sounds great. Because I know that when I first started learning French and even, even then, like... Um, a lot of the local groups I've seen, uh, they'll normally be like, oh, you have to be a certain level or, and it can be quite rigid and strict, but that sounds, you could literally just rock up and just, I'm going to sit here and chill and learn. I had some, uh, some law friends and they just crashed and they just wanted to come in and have a look what's happening. And literally like, we're so happy that they're there. Like we love having more people join the club and more people, uh, coming to the sessions. Like it's so literally anyone, like anyone at all. And it's, I think personally, having these languages like in your arsenal, it's just like amazing. Like languages are a beautiful thing. Spanish language is absolutely wonderful. If more people can learn it, that is our goal and that is beautiful. Absolutely. And can you talk a bit about with um, your sessions, whether yeah. or not, do you have a wide variety of Spanish speakers? Because Spanish is such a global language. I think Every continent, but maybe Antarctica doesn't have Spanish. Um, so do you have a variety of speakers? Absolutely. We've had, uh, we have speakers from Colombia, from Spain, uh, obviously me from Chile. We have all of very diversity. And that brings up the question of accents. Like there's so many different uh, accents, but it's a wonderful thing to hear Spanish from like a lot of different people. Yeah. And like they all bring their own experiences. Like I met someone from Colombia and then he said he's just here for, for like Monash Uni and like to have this separate life. Like it's so, so cool. Yeah. Um, that brings me to how difficult is it to understand some of those <laughs> other accents? Because for speaking from my French experience, uh, learning like uh, Parisian or French French and then you hear Belgium and then you go hear Quebec, which I swear is another language, or um, some of the parts of Africa, um, that could be quite difficult. So how is it for you when you hear other people speak Spanish who maybe aren't from a Chilean background? Yeah, so I'm going to flip that question a little bit. Yeah. When people talk to me or like other Chileans, they're like, what? I can't understand you. Because the Chilean, apparently it's really just Chileans for some reason. It's a really like strange You guys accent. are a special breed. <laughs> exactly. Like we even pronounce letters differently in the alphabet. Oh, wow. Really? Like compared to Spain. Yeah. Like, it's just so intriguing. But I think the beauty of having all these different speakers from all around, you know, different parts of, of Latin America and Spain, uh, it really means that you can uh, like hear a lot of different types of accents. So it's really helpful there. But 
yeah, you can tell when someone's from a different, like I can tell if they're from sort of like Latin America, Colombia, Venezuela, sort of Northern, and then Spain, they speak differently. <laughs> but yeah. it, it's the beauty of, of the universality of, is that a word? Um, we, we can make it a word. Well, we'll just go ask the Oxford, uh, what's it, the Oxford? Yeah, Oxford Dictionary, just slip it Fantastic. in. We'll Fantastic, the make universality it a word. Of, of the Spanish language. Thank Ex- you, Oxford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you, Oxford. And with actually understanding accents and stuff, do you think that also stems from maybe different slang? Like, would you say there's a lot of different Ah. Spanish slang from all, like, especially in um, South America, like alongside the accent, do people just throw you new words that you're like, I've never, like, what slang is this? I've never heard of that one before. Absolutely. Just think about like Australia and the United States and the United Kingdom. Like, it's the same situation there. Like, there's different words and Americans will look at you and like, what? <laughs> what did you say? But literally, I was talking to the Colombian in the one of the Spanish classes and I said, uh, palta, meaning avocado. And apparently, they don't say palta in Colombia. Really? So, I was so shocked. I was like, you don't know what the avocado Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, no, we use this other way. I was like, whoa, wow. whoa. Today I learned. <laughs> exactly. Like, there's just different words. Yeah, a lot of slang words as well. Like, yeah. See, I found it funny because when I was talking to a few French exchange students, and not just even French exchange students, like um, this was to someone from Denmark as well. Wow. They were really shocked that we don't call capsicums here like peppers. That was, I didn't realize that was such a huge debate. They're like, oh, yeah, I came here and I'm like, where are the peppers? Where are the peppers? I'm like, no, they're called capsicums. <laughs> I guess like having that separation, I guess people just start calling things different names and it, yeah. it stays, I guess. <laughs> uh, which I do find funny. But then again, when you look at how many um, like French words that have come over or for instance, because um, I used to watch a lot of BBC growing up because ah. I wasn't a Foxtel kid. <laughs> and so a lot of the programming came from there. And I remember discovering all these different words for different vegetables that we that stem from French, but we don't use here in Australia. Like, for instance, um, we say eggplants where they say like aubergine. Yes. <laughs> or um, what's that? Like instead of zucchini. Oh, what's that one for zucchini? I can't remember it, but like there, there's all these, um, there all these different variants. So I'm amazed that Spanish actually hasn't, especially from Latin America, hasn't even like turned to become a dialect or anything because of how um, vast it is. That is very intriguing because I think there was a slight debate that Chilean Spanish is like almost a dialect because it's so it's really weird apparently like I was shocked because I I, Chilean was like Spanish was all I knew and uh also even like slang is a bit foreign to me because I learned it from my grandparents like so (laughs) well then imagine actually then does that mean your slang okay I hope this isn't rude does that mean that your slang could be a bit outdated like if if you met like someone from Chile who was you know in your your age group do you think that you wouldn't be able to understand their slang or because of social media or I don't know maybe you've got other family members who are in that age range you're like up to date with the modern Chile slang I am most definitely not up to date with the (laughs) modern Chilean slang because of yeah my grandparents stopped learning that after 1974 and now we're in 2023 but uh I have tried to, because I want to like keep going with Spanish, like yeah. even like after my grandparents and everything. So um, I do try and like look up the modern slang and I do have cousins and like heaps of family over there and I talk to them and there's a couple of words I'm like, hang on, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can just imagine you kind of going back there and you start speaking and like, what we, what are you from 1974? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a running joke. Um, but yes, yeah, so I guess moving on a bit to some of the stuff that 
people can expect from the Spanish and Latin American club. I guess the first question is, do you have to know or speak Spanish or be from a Spanish background to come and participate in the Spanish and Latin American club? That is a great question. I'm very glad you asked it because the answer is a resounding no. We are so welcoming of everyone. We want everyone to be involved, whether you're a native speaker. There's a lot of those in the club and you can you know, meet like-minded native speakers, people like me who are not natives but can still speak Spanish, people that are learning Spanish. We have a lot of uh, people, you know, in beginner, intermediate, advanced classes at Monash. Uh, and really anyone, maybe if you want to learn a few more words or if you just want to enjoy the club vibe because it's really you a beautiful vibe. You come for the vibe. vibes. You come for the vibes because we, we try to sort of be a family. Yeah. Because Spanish, if you sort of think of a stereotypical sort of thing, you know, it's a big family. That's what we want to emulate here at Monash uh, Spanish Latin American Club because uh, we really want to be inclusive of everyone. And literally, if you don't know any words of Spanish, you're still our, you know, hermana, hermano, you know, you're still still our brother or sister. So, yeah. That, that, that's so wholesome. (laughs) I I, I love that motto. Um, that, that just sounds so inviting. I'm kind of jealous. Um, so do you guys, I know that you had your bar event and you've got your talking. Do you have any food events? Cause I know that like, there's so much food that comes out of Latin America and, and Spain too. I'm not going to forget about Spain, but a lot more out of Latin America, I'd say my uh, piss a few people off with that statement but do you guys share a lot about food and culture and what do you guys do on that front yes we we love our, our food events uh we have something being planned at the moment in terms of a a taco uh event oh i love a taco you can event. eat tacos which is amazing uh the other thing is I'm pretty new to the committee, yeah. so not all of my ideas have been sort of expressed it's yet. It's okay. You just keep keep seeding them and, and soon they'll sprout. Oh, 100%. I have uh, ambitions. Exactly. And, and, and uh, they'll just come to f- fruition somehow. We are literally 500 meters away from a Chilean bakery, if you didn't know. Wait, really? Seriously. Seriously? Seriously. I didn't even... Wow. Like, what What? What do they serve? Or like, what, what do they sell? Oh, beautiful. Oh, I want to I Okay, wanna let's go. talk let's about go, Chilean go, pastries. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. We have uh, Berlines. That's like a, uh, uh, think of like, uh, oh, how do I explain this? Like a, a donut, but with custard inside. We have oh, Milojas, so which good. is a, a like a, a uh, they're so hard to describe in English. Yeah, that that's something you get to when you start learning about the culture in that <laughs> language. Mm. Trying to translate that into English is it's like, so hard. it's very difficult. I've never thought, because I've never like thought about it yeah but i guess some of the savory food of course we have empanadas which mm-hmm. i'm sure you've heard about yes uh you have one of my personal favorites churrascos which oh, is basically a chilean burger slash sandwich so you've got a little slice of steak you have avocado tomato mayonnaise a little bit of cheese oh, and in this good. like ajuja which is a type of bread and it's like so nice mm-hmm. <laughs> the bread is like um chilean chileans are known for their bread good because as someone who makes bread, I, <laughs> I, I love bread. Fantastic. So you will love chili. I need, you need to give me the name of this Chilean bakery after this because I need to go investigate. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's great to hear that you've got so many like food events too, because if there's one thing uni students love, oh, it's food. <laughs> it's food. So I guess moving on a bit to, actually, did you want to mention anything else that you want to highlight about the Spanish and Latin American club? Sure. I guess one more time, I just want to reiterate, like, we are so welcoming of everyone and you will love your time with us because, yeah, we try to be, you know, the coolest club out there. (laughs) We do our best. We love uh, all of our members. And, uh, yeah, we have a lot of uh, events 
that are in planning, in the planning phase. So get hyped. Yes. <laughs> and where can people find you on like social media yeah, or so stuff? Do you have a handle? Exactly. We have uh, a Monash Slack on Instagram and on Facebook as well. S-L-A-C. S-L-A-C. Just in case. Yes. S-L-A-C on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. And I guess bit more because when we we briefly chatted about this before the interview started but moving away from slack how did learning french in year 12 how did you find that coming from someone who spoke spanish which is a part of the romance languages family so was it easy was it chill was it like this is so different how'd you find it (laughs) there was a i have a Quite a few opinions on this one, actually, because... Spill them. We're, st- we're, the, we're here for the tea on French versus Spanish. <laughs> to start off with, I was uh, I was very happy. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I was very happy, but um, I was very happy because I found it easier than a lot of the other students that didn't have another language sort of yeah. in their mind. So a lot of Spanish and French is quite similar. So I was able to especially like different words, like a random word like that I would know in Spanish, for instance, it looks similar to one in French and I'd be able to, even without knowing the French word, be like, oh, that looks like that. You know, it's probably that. Uh, So that was really good. The one bad thing was that I remember in year eight, I have a traumatic memory from my French teacher. Oh no, here comes the trauma. (laughs) The trauma, because I was was a a good student and I liked to do well, still do. But, uh, nothing, there's nothing wrong with being academically driven. Academically driven. Woohoo! Yay grades! <laughs> and uh, in year eight, I had a French oral uh, test. and uh, don't, it, don't, don't tell me you just spoke Spanish throughout it instead of French. It was like perfect. The, oh, wow, really? The language was perfect. Yeah. It was all perfect. And then I lost like so many marks because he said, actually, it sounded like you were speaking Spanish. It sounded <gasps> so Spanish. And I was like... But but I'm but trying. But you're speaking <laughs> French. No. The thing is, yeah, I was speaking French, but apparently I had this Spanish accent and I was like so sad. So after that, I have been trying to like perfect my French accent. Yeah. To be even me, I can't even perfect my French accent. <laughs> like it's so it's so challenging. It is. It is. But like, um, no, I remember this is kind of different, but I thought you were going to talk a bit about like how you had a what's it called my interpretation, because apparently I'm a bit tired this afternoon in this interview was I was expecting you to say like, oh, yeah, I had this dream when I went to my French oral. And I just spoke Spanish. I would love that. I would love that. I would always speak Spanish in class and my teacher would get a bit upset. But it was like a joke of the class because like they knew that I could speak Spanish. But yeah, for the tests, I had to speak French. Yeah, you had had to speak (laughs) French. Well, I know that by speaking, you would have probably had a bit of a leg up by knowing Spanish. Actually, just quickly, does Spanish have accents in its written form? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, cool. So then writing would have been probably a bit similar in that regard. But how did you find listening comprehension? Because I feel like kind of listening to another language can be a bit tougher. Um, I don't know. It, it depends. I know some people, like I, was, I have one friend who um, she's Turkish, but the Turkic language is very similar to the languages in like Azerbaijan and some of other yeah, parts of East right, Asia. Right, and she's right. like, even though they're technically not the same language, they can pretty much like understand each yeah, other. Like they're yeah. quite intelligible. How did you find listening to French from knowing Spanish? It, well, like, was it easy or? Surprisingly, I think it was easier because like, even if it sounded Spanish, I knew Spanish. <laughs> so yeah. it was like, I was sort of double like covered, I guess. So I was actually quite happy. And uh, yeah, I think that's what, separated me a little bit from everyone else 
like mm. just automatically without having to study or anything because that the Spanish really helped. And I'm trying to learn Italian at the moment, actually, so I can get like. <laughs> you're, the, you're like, I'm gonna get all the romance languages. I want all the belt. romance languages. So uh, you're essentially a Boy Scout, but for languages, you're gonna come <laughs> in with like, with like this massive sash. That's it's like, me, I've that's got me. Spanish, I'm, and I've got French, and I've got Italian, and there's, I'm there's just a few trying more. To tick all of the boxes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going okay. But uh, yeah, Spanish will always be in my heart because it was my first. Yes, it's your first language, first love. Actually, have you had any experience with Portuguese out of interest? Oh, uh, yes. Also, as a side note, we are very inclusive of Portuguese. Yes, because well. I was about to say because Brazil, Brazil's in Latin America, Brazil's and that's, in Latin a, America. that's a very big Portuguese-speaking country. Absolutely, we are. We are the Spanish and Latin America. Obviously, Brazil's in Latin America, and that obviously includes Portugal. Yes, because Portuguese. Uh, so yeah, obviously everyone is welcome, and one of our our. Uh, our uh, executive members. members is actually from Brazil. Mm. So like we have, yeah, really good representation as well. And we really encourage that. But back to your question, <laughs> Portuguese is really weird because it's like, I think I can understand it, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, it's like just out of reach. Exactly. Like, it's like, it's like so like similar, but distinct at the same time. It's yeah. like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but yeah. it's so close. Like that, No, that's really interesting. So then I guess, does it almost feel like, this is. I hope this doesn't sound offensive. Does it feel like, like, gibberish Spanish? Like it almost sounds like Spanish, but you can't kind of recognize it because they are very similar. Yeah, it's like I'm listening to Spanish and I've forgotten how to speak Spanish, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh it's Portuguese. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do love that. I do love that analogy though. That's pretty funny. Um, so. Actually, uh, speaking as someone who is, I think, what you said, did you say part Chilean or fully Chilean? Yeah, uh, No, no, no. So, uh, so uh, my mother was born in Chile. Yep. And then obviously all of her family, my yeah. grandparents, they came over. So they're all from Chile. My dad is from Australia. I was yeah. born here. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, so I wasn't assuming that you're like, what's it called? Um, like you were born in Chile. More just so I wanted to ask a question about what is the Chilean community like in Melbourne or even outside of Monash, um, Spanish? Um, and some of like whether that's food, culture, or like uh, what's it called, spoken Spanish-wise. Could you talk a bit on that? Of course. Up until recently, I think the Chileans, uh, they, we had like the most amount of uh, Chileans in Melbourne compared to the rest of South America. That explains why every person I know who speaks Spanish is from Chile. <laughs> exactly. Like there were a lot of like political issues in Chile and a lot yeah. of people fled here in the 70s, 80s, 90s. And then uh, obviously they have their children and then yeah. the next generation. So uh, there's a lot of Chileans in, in Melbourne, which is really exciting. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of really nice restaurants as well. There's one in Brunswick, one in Clayton. Yeah. There's another one in Delahaye, which mm -hmm. is quite far, but uh, I haven't tried it sadly. But yeah, we're really, um, we're like all spread around Melbourne actually. I've met people from a lot of different areas that are Chilean, but uh, yeah, you can, you can feel the culture. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's really... To finish up and round off, do you want to say any final parting words about the Spanish and Latin American Club? Sure. Uh, on behalf of the Spanish and Latin American Club, I want to thank you for listening if you are right now because like, we really appreciate that. And we really hope to see you at an event soon. We're going to be at the Open Day uh, in, on the 6th of August on Sunday. Oh, yes. That's cool. Yes. So we're going to have our little stall there. Uh, there will be a geography guessing game for you to play. And obviously you'll meet some of our executive team. Uh, other than that, I'd really love to see you uh, at my... The talking sessions? What, what do you call those specifically? Yeah, so those are our Spanish conversation classes. 
They run weekly. They're about to start either in week two or three. Uh, we will be and running... And they're on campus? They're on campus, yes, exactly. Uh, and we'll have a lot of Facebook and Instagram notifications to let you know when and where exactly, because that's still to be confirmed. Do you want to plug your handles once more? Yes. So Monash, S-L-A-C, Monash Slack. Easy peasy. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Hayden. Likewise. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. And to everyone listening at home, we'll be having some Spanish music playing after this. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, thanks so much.